Hello, welcome to the Kingdom Conversations podcast. We thank you for listening. Uh, whatever platform you're on, make sure that you subscribe and comment to let us know your thoughts on the podcast. And sorry if you noticed, this one is a little bit behind. Uh, we had some technical issues, but we got it solved and under control. So once again, thank you and shalom. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kingdom Conversations podcast. Um, we're so thankful that you're here with us again. And if you're listening for the first time, we appreciate you. We really hope you enjoy the content. Uh, after this one, go back and listen to our other episodes. We're pretty sure you'll enjoy those if you enjoyed this episode. Uh, once again, my name is Octavian. And I'm Derek Anderson Jr. And... We're just so happy once again that you're here with us. So how's everything been going this week for you, Derek? Oh, uh, man, it's been great. Um, beyond blessed. Um, so I recently been promoted. Uh, business doing well. Family um, doing well. All of us got health in our bodies. Um, I see the principles working in my life, so I'm going to continue working the principles. <laughs> so everything's pretty good. It's always good to hear that the kingdom is working, you know, um, and me, myself, I could give a testimony that the principles do work. You know, you just practice them, you put them in motion and you get the fruits of your labor. You know, the main thing about it exactly is you don't want to get impatient, you know, doing things. That's how the, you know, the enemy works nowadays. We live in a society where everything comes so fast and moves so fast and you get everything so fast. Everyone expects something to happen so fast, you know. I mean, you know, and Elohim, he doesn't necessarily work in that type of fashion. You know, not saying that he won't bless you with things, you know, quicker than you thought you would be. But most likely, you know, the scripture talks about patience all the time and how, you know, the road less travel is going to have obstacles and things that people, you know, necessarily won't like, because like I said, you see the world uh, doing that thing. They seem like they're getting, you know, all the fruits of uh, the world so quickly and so fast and enjoying it. But, you know, the way of the world, it fades away. It goes away. It profits them nothing in the end. So we just have to stay steadfast and unmovable and truly show faith in that we're walking in we have the works to go what we believe and the things that we say uh i went off with that <laughs> <laughs> man you good um i mean you said a lot because that was the one thing that i i complained about where i was working i complained about you know my business not taking off so you said it all like it really requires patience because we want everything right then uh, i was talking to a lady She's one of my top clients, and she recently just started her business. But she's ready. She talks about how she's ready to quit her job, how she's ready to quit her job. I'm like, that sounds like me a year ago because that's all I thought about when it came to business. But I didn't understand that this was a, a process because you see some people who have the resources where they can start a business and pour in the capital and reap the benefits within, you know, one, two, three years. But for some people, it may take even longer. Um, and just, just like you say, just being patient and, and sticking with it, sticking with the principles, because one thing that's going to happen is that, we, you, you know, the enemy is going to test you. He's going to test to see, are you really about what you say you're about? 
And that's where we have to exercise our faith and use, you know, what I talked about today and uh, Demetrius talked about um, integrity. So, nah, what you said was really good. If there's anybody out there right now that's listening to this that has a business idea or any type of idea that they have and they want to quit their job and do it, you know, full time, wholeheartedly, please do not quit your job. <laughs> <laughs> you tell you them know, from experience. Experience. <laughs> I remember um, when I lived in Nashville, Tennessee, and I was working for Amazon there. And, you know, I was trying to get into photography and I was so upset because all the time I wanted to spend doing photography, I would have to spend in my job. And I was like, my job is getting in the way of my vision. And that was me, you know, trying to take things into my own hands, saying, I need to be doing this. I need to be doing that. And not listening to the Holy Spirit and him telling me um, what I would need to do, you know. Um, I would get so upset because I don't have the days off I want and all that other stuff. But if you're starting anything, um, and we're, you know, African Americans, black people, African descendants of slaves in America, I mean, we, many of us, most of us don't have the privilege to be born into a family with wealth, generational wealth, to where, um, if we have an idea and we write out a business plan and we have things going that we have a family or people that could fund or um, invest in the things that we believe in or our vision. So we have to get that money and get that investing capital ourselves. And your job is how you do that. Your right. job is where you get the money to invest in your vision. For me, right. with, you know, photography, your job is how you get the money for the equipment and all the extra stuff that comes with the equipment, traveling expenses and all that, that's where you get it from. So when I hurry up and I quit my job, I basically cut all that off. And that's what the enemy wanted me to do. He wanted me to do that to, you know, uh, cut the funds that I would need to fund my vision, you know. And I understand everyone has that, you know, like, oh, I don't like my job. I don't want to be here. I could be doing something else. I mean, everybody, everybody, the enemy places all that, all those thoughts in everybody's mind. But, you know, he is a lie. And, you know, you just don't want to have him winning, stopping or, or I'm not, I won't say stop, but you know, causing you to offset your goals and your plans and things like that. So, you know, we're speaking from experience. Do not quit your job. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't quit it. Don't quit. Cause I did the same thing. I had recently graduated from college, had a, a, a warehouse job, decent warehouse job. And I didn't like it. Uh, I had picked up some, I had bought some stuff on credit and I was actually using that job to pay it off. And uh, I was thinking to myself, like, I'm greater than this job. I'm better than this. You know, I had that was when I first realized uh, the calling on my life to minister. And I was like, why Why am I not out here helping people? Why am I stuck here, you know, working on uh, computers when I could be doing so much more? And one day. I It may have been a Wednesday. I think it was a Wednesday. I, I went to him and I uh, I told him I. Uh, my supervisor told me I, I quit. Like, I'm done. I was like, Friday, my last day. And they were like, you know, once you leave, you can't come back. I was like, I'm okay with that. And I ended up leaving my job. And then those things I bought on credit, <laughs> I didn't have a way to pay them. And so, again, that was just me 
doing a lot of things based on emotion. I didn't have a, a teacher, uh, a mentor. I was kind of just doing my own thing. Like I knew I had been born again, but I didn't have any stability. I didn't have any, I didn't have a pattern. You know, we've been talking about fathers. I didn't have a pattern because you know, my father isn't born again. My father um, doesn't even go to church. So for me, it was kind of just figuring things out on my own. And a lot of what I did, I was being led more by emotions than I was by uh, the spirit. And what happened after that? Eventually, I ended up getting a job, but I had to borrow money in order to, you know, pay, uh, I guess you say those bills. Um, but Octavian's right. Just, just patience. And really, the, the thing that helped me the most was getting connected to, and this is what I tell a lot of young men, get under somebody, get somebody, get under somebody that's going to mentor you. And what you do is you find um, not just any mentor, but one that's really spent time in the world, a mature, seasoned believer, somebody who, you know, if you look into them for ministry in that area, they help you grow in ministry. But, you know, you also have those who uh, are probably doing well in ministry, but not in business. If you're looking for a mentor in business, find a mentor in business. We just so happen to have a shepherd that, you know, he's a father, uh, a great pastor, a great teacher, and a great um, and a great mentor when it comes to business as well. We just, I, I guess, we just uh, really favored Octavian. <laughs> yeah, he is an an, an excellent uh, teacher, an excellent uh, mentor, and it's such a blessing for to have him in our lives. You know, the scripture tells us that zeal without knowledge is dangerous. Mm-hmm. You know, you have all this drive, motivation, you just ready to do it and you don't have any plan, um, anything laid out of how you're going to do it. You know, it's dangerous. And, uh, you know, the scripture says in Proverbs 24 and 20, uh, 27, it says, put your outdoor work in order and get your fields ready after that build your house. You know, it, it's it, what what it's basically saying is, you know, just don't wake up one day and say you finna build the house and just get the wood, start laying it out and all this other stuff. You haven't prepared anything at all. You don't have a plan. You don't have a, a what do they call it? A blueprint. Nothing. You know, mm-hmm. you're just excited, ready to do it, and you mess things up that way. Um, so experience isn't the best teacher. It's right. it's someone with wisdom that can give you some knowledge and from that knowledge uh meditate on it and get you some understanding so you can go out and be a wise person so i guess that's a good intro yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's um, a great intro you want me to go ahead with the next one yeah you can go ahead and um throw your topic out there Trying to see which one to choose from because I know you know we usually do three or try to do three. You know we'll talk on one for hours. <laughs> so I'll be strategic and I'll talk about this one here. I've been seeing uh, one thing I've just been seeing a lot of lately is this push, especially in movies, for giving credit to everything to the universe. Everybody talks about well, you know, the universe just makes it fall into play. The universe is uh, at work. Is the universe is helping you? It's just um, that everything is just accredited to the universe, and it sounds good, and people are accepting it. And like I say, where they're pushing a lot of it is, is movies. 
And I saw one guy post today. He was talking about that, um, saying Yeshua isn't real and saying all this mess was. Uh, he he was talking about the Bible, saying it was just imagination that prayer doesn't work, things happen or don't happen. But one thing I, I saw about him, he referenced a movie. He was like, it's just like the Book of Eli. And I was talking to another guy, and he's atheist as well. And he, when he referenced something, he referenced um. A anime and i'm just like why are they referencing movies and tv shows if y'all trying to disprove um you know elohim i'm like y'all are more really people have acquired a belief system that has been set up for them by what they've been watching and they've really been studying it but not realizing because you know when we're watching some our spirit picks up on everything and that's just one thing that I've noticed is that they're not even realizing that they're giving in to uh, what should I say a doctrine of something as simple as a as a children's show because sometimes that's what anime is. But when it comes to believers talking about the word and you know we we get as deep into it as learning the uh, the Hebrew uh, letter words and like you talk about all the time. Why did, you know, why did uh, Moshe do it this way? Or why did Noah do this first? Like looking in scripture and seeing why did they do what they do rather than accepting the text as there. Like we get really deep into it. But you didn't have those that oppose it just by stating something that they believe is true. And they think of that really what happens is they think of themselves as gods. And they say, yeah, well, if I was God, I wouldn't allow this or I wouldn't do this. Um, so that's really just the point that I just wanted to bring up. You got any comments? Um, I have a comment on where you said that someone was saying Yeshua isn't real and all this and that and other. I really have a problem with people that come up and you will have something, let's say, you believe in. And they'll come up and they'll trash what you believe in. But then once they trash what you believe in, they won't give you anything, you know, to replace it. They'll just come and say, oh, you believe in, not saying that you can replace the word, but what they'll do is they'll come up and just say, oh, man, that Yeshua stuff isn't real and all that other stuff. OK, well, what do you believe in? Well, I don't believe in nothing. I'm just saying what you believe in trash. Like, how are you going to do that? How, mm-hmm. how are you going to come up and just destroy a foundation that someone else has? But then, you know, once that foundation is destroyed and they have nothing they're going off of now, you don't even try to replace it with anything. You know, it's like they just want the world to walk in darkness just like they do. You know, come it, it, what the, that's what they're really doing. They might not know it, but what they're really doing is just, you know, trying to get you to walk around the darkness like they is, like they are, you know. Um, and, you know, what you said about the guy who's referencing anime, I'm like, man, if you're going to reference an anime, why don't you just just live off your own understanding? I mean, a, another human mm-hmm. just wrote it. Why don't you just why don't you just live off your own understanding? Just go out here and say, you know, I figured out myself. And like I say all the time, anybody that does that, the enemy is just, he's happy. You know, he got mm-hmm. thousands of years of experience of, you know, going out here and fooling man into, you know, going in the darkness. You know, he loves it when someone says, you know, oh, man, you know, I don't believe in, you know, uh, God or whatever. I just go out here and figure stuff out for myself, you know, and he and he loves that, you know, he he, he got you and right where he wants you. And as far as people uh, referencing the universe and stuff like that, that's uh, is that is something that has been um, 
coming up a lot lately, you know, uh, or people just saying, you know, um, they're thankful just to the spirits, you know, just want to even say what spirit, just the spirits, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, it's really something that is really going out here right now. What what a lot of these agendas are doing, they're not really going for the older generation because right. they know they're set, you know, and their beliefs and stuff already. They're going after the younger generations. Because they're the ones that are going to be here when we're gone. You know, that's why they're pushing these, like, you know, homosexual agendas, LGBTQ, whatever agenda that you want to talk about. They're really, like, pushing it, uh, you know, towards the younger generations and stuff like that to get them to believe. Because, you know, they think people who are, you know, older and stuff like that, they're already, you know, there's no talking to them. So let me shape your your younger generation. And then we can get back into, you know, talking about fathers with that, that they don't have any fathers or parents that will sit there and, you know, monitor what their kids are watching. What are you listening to? Let me teach you about this. Let me tell you why that is wrong. You know, mm-hmm. so it's so much that can be said about that. I don't want to get into a long rant. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, take as much time as you need. Um, because like you were saying with the children, because uh my wife actually pointed this out to me. She was like, if you look at a lot of older shows, uh, what was she watching? What was she? Charlotte's Web, where the little girl was saying, um, was comparing herself to the animal, was saying, you know, would you kill me like you killing the, uh, the animal? I can't remember the whole thing, so I'm paraphrasing. Um, but she compared herself to the animal, was just like, you know, would you kill me? And what you see a lot of today a lot of animal rights activists and i'm like that's because they placed this in the children's movies they placed them in the tv shows and i'm like all this stuff about you know animals having nice homes but you got homeless people sleeping on the street like we weren't put here to take care of animals we were put here to exercise dominion and we all have gifts and we the reason that we exist to make somebody else's life. If you want to look at the the essence of it, the reason we exist is to make somebody else's life better. We're all here to help each other. That's what we're here for. You know, uh, that's what he talked about today in Ephesians. He talks about those that we equip with um, to be an apostle, prophet, uh, pastor, teacher, uh, evangelist. Like that was all for the equipping of of the body of the Messiah. It had nothing to do with animals. So all these animal rights, all this stuff is coming from from darkness. And it was wildly it was wildly pushed on the children. Now you see accepted amongst the masses. And it's ridiculous. And to me, it is out of hand because, you you know, they talked about um, Flint, Michigan and the water crisis. But, you know, if it it had to mean something with animals or anything going on, I was like that somebody would have started a cause, a charity within seconds. So that's my thing is like we we're starting you see so many people it, they're starting to value animal lives over um people's lives. And somebody even told me that they do value animal lives over people's lives because people hurt them. So and because somebody hurt them, they know that their dog would never hurt them. So that's just what I've been seeing lately and one thing that I just um wanted to express. Yeah, that's all another topic you can get into with these animals, how people seem like they are um, loving animals more than their fellow man. Uh, you know, someone to see a, a dog getting kicked on the Internet and they're all, you know, uh, somehow 
get the internet police to hunt this man down. And next thing you know, you got him in jail for uh, months or years because he kicked a dog. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you can see 20 black men shot on camera and nobody's, you know, oh, well, he should have he should have just, you know, did this or did that. Or, oh, he had to have done something wrong. Like, well, that dog couldn't have bit the person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? But that's all another topic uh, with the animals and things like that. And, you know, that's why it's great. We have this podcast, a platform that just, you know. We can constantly talk about because the enemy has so many tricks and he has so many things he's doing to uh, warp the people's minds um, and keep them in darkness and keep them from the truth. So that's a whole nother thing with the animals. But that's all I have on uh, what you were saying to comment on it. Okay. well, uh, you got a topic. Yeah. um, So I was watching. I, there's been this if you I'm pretty sure if you've been on the internet you've seen it but um there was an interview on the Breakfast Club I don't know if any, everybody knows what the Breakfast Club is but it's a very popular urban radio show and um that one of the topics they were talk they had like some transgenders uh a celebrity that just came out recently it was named Malik Yoba or something like that that recently came out and he said that he was uh attracted to trans um people and things like that and they were on there trying to explain that when you are and this is all a lie when you (laughs) are (laughs) born when you are born um the doctor just um assigns you a gender and what the doctor assigns uh, doesn't necessarily mean that's what you are, what you identify as. He just assigns you something at birth. Um, and what he says isn't necessarily true. So when you get older, you're the one who decides uh, what you identify as and um, your gender and who you are, um, which we know that's not true if you don't. Um, if you're not the creator of something, then you don't just decide what that thing is, what that thing, assi- what that uh, product assignment is and things of that nature that creator does. So if you didn't create yourself, uh, you can't say uh, what you were created for. You have to go to your creator and find out, you know. So what that made me think was that uh, the thing about truth is is that it it never has changed what's true uh what was true from the beginning of time is still yet true now so the thing about truth is is truth it doesn't conform to us we conform to it we line up with it we don't take truth manipulate truth and uh give out truth and say now this is what we say is true and if you look uh, today in the world, there are there are so many people with these new ideologies, with these new ways of thinking and with these new precepts that they are trying to push on people nowadays as um, true. And like we said earlier, it's really uh, they're really programming it towards the kids uh, mm-hmm. to manipulate the kids minds and stuff like that so they can. Uh, remake uh the way the world system is now um 
And what it really made me think about was relationships. Say all that to say this. It made me think about relationships. You know, I've been married now a little bit over a year. And uh, since being married, you know, um, getting into a marriage, uh, figuring out how to make a marriage work, uh, how to live a life with your wife, you know, how to live a life with your kids. A lot of things make me think back to uh, marriage and relationships. And it's crazy nowadays how people uh, have foundations that they have totally made themselves. They formulate their own truth. They'll say, like, I don't like, for example, uh, people in the LGBT community, trans will say, well, I don't feel like I'm a man. I'm a woman in a man's body. Um, and I should be able to, you know, do what I want. They'll take how they feel and they'll just make an ideology around it and try to force it on you as truth because that's how they feel. And you shouldn't, you know, tell a person, um, what they feel or how they should feel. You just should let a person be who they are. Um, and it makes me think about relationships because, they're coming, everybody has their own ideology, their own way of thinking, their own way of doing things and stuff like that. And it is impossible for a relationship to work with two people coming together and they're not grounded in the same truth. They're not grounded in the same foundation. They're not going in the same direction. With all these different um, ideologies and things out here now, you hear uh, new relationship advice or new ways people should be behaving in relationships or the way they should do things almost every day now. Um, and it's really horrible because the relationships will never work. And it's all an agenda um, of the enemy to make relationships not work. Mar divorce rates are on the rise uh, mm -hmm. to get people to believe that marriage isn't something that works anymore. You should just go do your own thing and live your own life. In Japan now, they're saying people aren't really getting married at all. That they'll just, um, you know, go off and worry about themselves and their careers. And when they look at marriage, they just like, I don't want that. You know, so they'll just, you know, hire somebody to have whatever sex they want to have whenever they want to have it. And then they'll just go back on with their lives. And so the enemy is really he he is really a mastermind at what he's doing of how he's really trying to manipulate things and destroy things. Um, relationships nowadays are really aren't going to work because there are so many ideologies, so many different beliefs, so many foundations that people are claiming to be true. And they're trying to come together and build a relationship just based off. Oh, I think you're cute. Oh, we both like video games. Oh, we both like this one thing. And then you try to come together in a union with all these crazy beliefs and ideologies. And it does nothing but uh, destroy two people. It reminds me of uh, what the scripture says that uh, two people are uh, unequally yoked. You know, they shouldn't be together. And when you think of a yoke, a yoke is basically they would have two oxen and they would tie uh, they would attach a device around both of their necks. So that mm -hmm. both of them could pull uh, this device that would allow them to uh, work the land and farming and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. And if they like if one side was holding more weight than the other one or if uh, the yoke wasn't equally um, positioned on both of the oxen, 
it would uh, it would do catastrophic damage. It could uh, even destroy one of the oxen by you know really clamping down on its neck, tear, uh, you know, almost decapitating it uh, because the thing was unequally yoked. And that's what it was referring to: two people who are coming together and they're not in the same foundation. They don't have the same belief. It's like they're tugging in two different directions. Yeah. You know, I heard a story once of a person was saying, well, I'm Christian and I'm Muslim. I'm like, how in the world are y'all going to raise kids? Mm-hmm. You know, how in the world are y'all going to walk together? How in the world are y'all going to, you know, go in this world together and stay strong and firm and be, you know, one together when y'all have two different ways of doing things and belief systems? And I say I have to just say this. When you're going and you're trying to think about, you know, marriage and things like that, you we really truly have to find uh, people who really believe in Elohim and are going in the same direction that you're going, who have that same foundation of belief. Because if you don't, it's not going to work. It's 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 not going to work. So I know that was a lot, but you know, just that one event of watching them on the Breakfast Club made me think about so much of how they're just putting out this new doctrine and new knowledge and getting people to try and believe it and then people believe it and then they're just going to try to go off and build relationships with other people and do marriage and do this and do that and I'm like the enemy is doing nothing but polluting people's minds more and more doctrine that two people are going to just be divided in one house and they're going to destroy marriage and it's going to he's going to try to prove slowly more and more to the world that like Oh, marriage doesn't work. This way doesn't work. This doesn't work. That doesn't work. So mm-hmm. that was all. No, that wasn't all. That was a lot. <laughs> but it was good, though, man. It was really good. Um, and one thing that you talked about was um, the transgenders and you talked about them. Uh, really, it's just about them trying to accept these different ideologies. Like you say, that's one thing that the old serpent, the enemy, is trying to do. And he's very crafty. Um, and he's wise as well, you know, like you say, he, he's been here for thousands of years. He he knows exactly what he's doing. He knows how to get to people. And that's why we really need to cling to and spend time in the presence and cling to um, the Holy Spirit. Because we need to to know Elohim. We also need to know the old servant because one best ways to defeat your enemies by understanding their tactics. You know, that's what scripture says. Don't be ignorant of, of Satan's devices. Um, and what he'll use against us he'll use what you want what your flesh desires but i think it's not to live and please the flesh but live out of our uh, born again spirit uh which is being influenced by the holy spirit and one thing i was just gonna say is that is really and i really feel like the holy spirit leading me to, to say this too so this is <laughs> hopefully i can say this the, the way that it's coming the body of believers are getting are weak to me um that's what it is it is so much of us so much conformity um especially that that's one reason you know we don't give in to this western christian doctrine is because it's so much conformity in it and so much has been taken away from as octavian talked about the truth is original you know what it what was uh, true then is true now what was morally right then is morally right it should be morally right now and scripture defines that one thing about elohim when he speaks that's what he means nothing is to be changed and um 
a lot of stuff has been changed in scripture. And like I was saying, get back on topic, the, the Bible believers is weak because there's so much mixing and no, we are not coming together. Um, we're allowing, and, you, and we talked about this recently, me and Octavian did, we're allowing little things to get between us and they're tearing us apart. We, we know at one point there was um, a lot of denominations that were keeping uh, believers uh, against each other because, you know, Baptists will say this, Kozik say that, uh, Assembly of God will say this. But what I've been saying lately is that a lot of denominations have been breaking those barriers and coming together. But the body of believers, like I say, are still weak. And I think a lot of it has to do with um, just social media, really, how it's being pushed on us. And we're not seeing real fathers. We're not seeing real mentors. And this is actually getting into another one of my topics. Um, I went and, and participated in this breakfast where there was a lot of uh, pastors. Oh, I shouldn't say a lot. There were a few pastors from the uh, Memphis area came together for a breakfast. And one of the uh, pastors there, um, he talked about how and he's a seasoned um, pastor. He's not somebody that's just doing this. He's been doing this for a while. And one guy even addressed him as an apostle because of all the ministers that he's had under him, all the people that he's helped groom. Uh, and he really criticized the young ministers he talked about how they're always wearing you know we have the air apostle we always got some in our ear they're always listening to some and he was like that they come to prayer and he was like how can you spend time with elohim if you're always listening to some he was like they're teaching what they want to teach they're not listening to the holy spirit and he he really got on young ministers today and it seems like there's nobody that's willing to give up themselves or, or give up um what they want in life to really possess what Elohim has for them, because the way we're trying to, to do things is by really uh, aware of things. One example is Kanye. If you look at Kanye and what he's doing with the church and so many people, you know, if you say something about him and what he's doing, people get mad at you. They'll get mad at you because they say at least, you know, he's speaking the name. They say the name of Jesus. At least he's trying to help people uh, get saved. But I'm like, before you try to help somebody else, you got to be saved first. You got to be born again. And I'm like, is he truly if he was living a born again life, then his life would show the fruit of it. You know, he wouldn't be marrying a woman that that um, posted her whole body on the Internet several times. Like that. that uh, we know that trees are beings. And one thing about trees is that the fruit, you'll see the fruit that they bear. And you'll see where they are. Uh, you can't see the roots, but you can understand that they are rooted by how they live their lives. Uh, and, and I'm speaking of people, how people live their lives. And one thing um, that we don't see a lot of is believers who are really rooted in the word today. And that's what I'm trying to get at. There's so much pushing of an agenda because we know that if you start to push an agenda or if you start to plan out anything um, that is easy, and as Octavian said before, to get it done. And that's what people like to see. People like to see results quick and fast because, you know, they talk about us being the microwave generation. But one thing about um, Moshia was that it took Moshia um, – where did they go? It happened in 
before he led the people of Israel, he was how old was I tell you? He was eighty, correct? Um, yeah, he was eighty when he started uh, his ministry. I remember uh, because it was corresponding to the Hebrew letter word "pay" when he went and he spoke uh, proclaimed the word boldly to Pharaoh. Right, and uh, when they went through that time. Um, they spent 40 years, and we know that 40 is a number transition, which is the Hebrew Olivet Mem. Um, but the thing about it is that even Sheol, you know, he studied for 17 years before he really did a, a, a pot, uh, apostolic uh, ministry. And nowadays, you see so many young ministers, that, as our shepherd says, the cake isn't done yet, but, you know, it's coming out the oven. Um, so it's an undone cake that people are eating. And then, you know, if you ever ate a, a cake that, that was undone, it's not good. And so that's what we're starting to see a lot of. And I, my thing is, it's just that America, um, really, because there's so much push of this capitalism, so much bit. Like I talk about business, but most of my time is not spent thinking about business or or my job. I'm meditating on the word because I got to get this in me. And w- w- this is um the you know when it comes to things you shouldn't talk about things that just be added to you, and all these things are come flowing out of you. And um in the beginning, the streams it talks about the stream. It was uh what four streams, uh they were flowing out. It wasn't about them coming in. Like everything that, that I'm doing, it is really a, a di- direct reflection of the plan that the Holy Spirit has given me. And it's because I've been spending time with him that I'll receive this. And it's not saying everybody know that uh, the the old serpent can bless you, too, because he took Yeshua, you know, to the top um, of the mountain and showed him. He was like, I can give you all this. But the thing I'm trying to like I said before, I'm trying to convey is that and I end it here is that we really just need to get down, realize where we spending our time. Oh, I shouldn't say get down, sit down, realize where we spending our time and prioritize the kingdom. Yeah, there are so many um young ministers nowadays, you know, I hear people say like, Yeah, you know, I started my own ministry when I was like seventeen, eighteen. And um, I've heard a lot of people that they'll say, like, you know, they think we know a lot. And in my mind, I'm thinking, man, you know, to deal with Elohim's people, you you really have to be, you know, uh, in a position where you're really, really, really ready for this, where you're really, really, really prepared for this. And Sheol was spending 17 years before he did apostolic work. I sit there and I think of that. I'm like, man, you know, I, I would have enjoyed every last day of those 17 years of preparation because when you get out there, that is a serious job and that's a serious role. That's a serious position. You know, um, we see when you get in positions like that, that when you're in front of the people and you're representing Elohim, that you have to make sure that you're really a person that is truly going to represent Elohim the way he should be represented and people going out there, you know, haven't been tested. Um, you know, um, the scripture says that you shouldn't let someone who's just new into the faith, young in the faith, go out there and do such work because he might get like the devil and start getting prideful and boasting and things like that. 
or mm. other people might just, you know, uh, still be flawed in certain areas. You're trying to go out there. You know, you, you're a person that you have a, you know, a hard time. You, you're easy to snap on people, for, uh, get mad at people. And you're trying to hurry up and go, you know, preach to uh, Elohim's people. And we saw uh, Moshia when he uh, got himself into a position where he didn't represent the father in an appropriate manner uh, that his ministry was cut. You know, yep. Elohim told him, you will help them uh, to this point, but you're not going any further with them because of something that you did. His position was cut. We saw with uh, King Sheol, uh, I think it's in the book of Samuel, that mm -hmm. when he disobeyed Elohim, he was fired from his position and was still there. Still working, yep. Still working. <laughs> he was fired. You know, yep. he was told your seat, your you have your replacement has already been found, and he was still there. You know, so you know, I I used to didn't get it, but I you know I I understand people have pride and things like that, or they want to go out and be in front of everybody. You know, uh, but. I've always been the type where I'm like, man, I'm that's a position I'm, you know, I'm taking my time with. I want to make sure that I'm prepared. I want to make sure that I'm, a, you know, uh, a person that will always make sure that he's holy like Elohim is holy, that uh, presents himself perfect just like, you know, Elohim is, you know, and things like that. It, that's not a position that we should take lightly and want to just be hurrying up and doing something just because you want to be in such a great and high position and looked at as somebody or some statue or something like that. So that's what I have to say about that. No, and actually, when I was speaking, I presented a topic, so you can go ahead. Okay. Um, one of the next topics I have is something we talk about all the time, and that's just religion. <laughs> and how powerful it is out here. I was talking to a guy and he was trying to, uh, I think I told you about this. He was trying to break down, you know, why he believed that the Holy Spirit was a female, why it's a she spirit. And, you know, he was telling me all these things. Like, if you look at it in the Hebrew, it means this and it means that and it means the other. And I'm like, man, what you're studying is not even Hebrew. That's Greek. You know. And even after learning that, he was still just like, oh, well, you know, the precepts lined up with it all the same. And then, you know, like you said, people have these debates over the smallest thing like, oh, well, the Holy Spirit is a she, you know, and if you don't believe that, you know, you just need to get out of here. And, you know, it starts all types of strife and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, the scripture talks about this sitting here bickering over minuscule arguments and minor things. When the main goal is to be a person that exudes the kingdom out of them, just like Yeshua did. When he came around, people saw it was something different about him. He didn't, you know, um, argue with people about small things. The people he did argue with were those religious people who claim like, oh, well, you know, we know Abraham is our father and, and we know we know the Lord. He's like, you don't know the Lord because you sitting here arguing with me. You know, so he would get them in order. But when it came to all these other people that they're trying to lead in God, I mean, you'll see vi videos of Hebrew Israelites in the streets arguing with people just because, oh, are you still sitting here eating pig? Oh, you're not keeping the Sabbath. Why in the world would they want anything that you have as soon as they as soon as they see you, you arguing with them? What type of what type of Elohim are they supposed to see in you? The scripture says that the Holy Spirit is gentle. And there's nothing general about how you handling these people. And it really um, 
upsets me and I get passionate about it because the devil has really done a hack job with this religion stuff that the, the what the people know uh, when they hear about Jesus or uh, whatever you want to say, what they know about him is Christianity. And, and, and it's a horrible representation that you could sit here and see someone in Christianity who was one way when they first got born again. And it seemed like 40 years later, they're in the worst position. You know, uh, the scripture lets us know Elohim says that he wants you to prosper for his name's sake. So if I if I if I'm reading this in the scripture, but I'm seeing your life, something's off. And we have such uh, bad ambassadors nowadays. This kind of goes with what you said uh, about that the body is weak. We have such horrible yes. ambassadors nowadays, horrible, horrible representatives of who Elohim is. I mean, I don't blame the world for not wanting what these people are presenting. That's why we have to get people that truly uh, wanted to know the kingdom message who will sit here and take up their cross and really change their lifestyle and really take on this this mandate of wanting to know who Elohim is truly and not have your own agenda, want to do your own thing, have one foot in and one foot out and all this other stuff, making a mockery and taking the blood for a common thing. We can't keep doing this. You know, right. we really want people saved for real, for real. We got to get in here and do this thing for real, for real. And mm -hmm. let me stop before, you know, <laughs> get too passionate. But, man, you know, religion is doing such a hack job. And I know the father is in heaven just disgusted with this. Right. You know, it's such a sad thing. But, you know, it's just something simple uh, that I wanted to say that, you know, we really need to get this kingdom message in us for real. Because I man, I went to church for years. 18 years and I didn't hear no one preach a kingdom message at all. And they would always talk about, you know, Jesus, this, Jesus, that, Jesus. Uh, the first thing that he said when he started his ministry was repent for the kingdom is here. Mm -hmm. Nobody ever mm -hmm. talked about that. Why? Mm -hmm. You know, why, why is it that the scriptures say seek ye the kingdom, but we talk about the cross so much, not saying that mm -hmm. that's not important, but why, why are you ignoring this? And it's religion. You know, and we need so many people to break up out of that so that we can get some great ambassadors, representations, true, true power of the kingdom in the earth so that we can truly start getting people born again. All right. But that's all. <laughs> again, man, you said a mouthful. Um, but it's it's true. Like, like I said, I spoke on it. Religion is really... And it is it, killing the message. You make it hard for the kingdom message to get out there. Because as soon as I bring up Yeshua, don't nobody want to hear that. Because like you say, they're associated with Christianity and, and they feel like they know all about Christianity. Um, but that that's why even with uh, me, like one of my main things that I do is outreach. And the people that actually <laughs> that I have the most response with are people who actually want to sit down and listen to me. Are the ones who aren't in, who who are atheists? Those are people that I can carry on conversation with forever. People who you know I've talked to homosexuals and stuff like that. They'll sit down and talk to them like that's interesting. But I get talking to somebody that's a Christian. They ain't got it. They don't want to hear nothing I got to say. And you know, uh, well Yeshua was. I'm not comparing myself to Yeshua, but Yeshua was the same way. The common people loved him, but when it came to you know, the Pharisees and Sadducees, they accuse him of, of this and that. And like uh, Octavian said, uh, he they talked about them being descendants of Abraham. And he told them, no, you're descendants of Satan. 
And it, it was because... <laughs> it's like one of and, the funniest scriptures. <laughs> and it was because of their ways. that They were so religious, they couldn't even see that the word was there. They couldn't even see that the, the one that had been prophesied by uh, Isaiah and by the other other prophets that he was here to, you know, he was here now. He was here today. Um, or I should say today then. But they couldn't even see it because they were blinded by religion. And that's a scary thing to think about. Um, because if, if we are, and that's why self-evaluation is so huge. We have to see where we are. And then that's why I was talking about sit down and basically spend some time in the presence, praying in the spirit, uh, praying uh, just for your praying for your mind. It's huge too, but just getting and spending time in the word and not looking at it with uh, an eye of this. Uh, what should I say? Our culture. Look at it with you. You know, we really have to look at their culture to understand even some things that they were talking about then. But thing is, is really allowing the Holy Spirit to give you first revelation, which is just revealing something to you, then receiving illumination, which is, will be your understanding. And once we have that and we start building, get on, like I said, get on a teacher that does not teach religion, but teaching kingdom principles, because the principles work. And once you apply the principles, you will see how um, they work and, and what the principles are, are governing laws, because we understand that we have laws set up in the earth. Um, when somebody um, drops something, you know, the law of gravity goes into place. It doesn't matter where I learned this in physics. If you drop a bowling ball or you drop a golf ball, if they're dropped from the same distance, they'll hit the ground at the same time because the force of gravity applies to both objects. The law doesn't change based on the weight. Same thing for people. Elohim, if, if he wasn't respect a person, like he'll do, do something different for one person than he would for another. That's not the way it works. Everybody has their own assignment. El Elohim does not. He's not like man. He doesn't favor people. Yes, it, it's not about people. As believers, we all have favor, but the favor comes from, you know, his mercy, his love. But the biggest thing is, is that we all have assignments to complete. If he tries to give you, you know, you think, well, why? Why is it that they get to be an apostle? Why is it that they get to be a prophet? Because if you did, you probably couldn't handle it. And so we really have to humble ourselves. And scripture talks about accepting your lot in life. What is it that, you know, has been prepared for you? Um, and I, I used to hear whole, old people say this all the time. And uh, now you hear my mom say it, too. That she'd rather be a, uh, a servant in heaven than a ruler in hell. Because you understand even at your lowest uh, position or you, you humble yourself so much that you realize that no matter what you do, you're doing it for the kingdom. Uh, and that's all that really matters. But that's all I had on that. It's a nice word, brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, I said something last. I mean, if you have anything else, you can uh, say that. Okay. Um. I can go ahead and give. Like, what we got time for one more? Yeah, you, I mean, you can uh, give one more. Okay. Uh, this one will be about something that I learned. One thing that I've recently learned is that uh, it's easy to get disconnected from the father. Um, and I say this because I was convicted recently because I had been. Like I said, I had been meditating on the word, but I hadn't been um, spending much time in prayer. Like I'll pray 
on my way to work or I'll pray on my way from work. Like when it, when, when I'm in my truck, most time I'm praying, um, doing like, like my morning and, uh, afternoon commute, but I wasn't spending a lot of time in the word. And even though I'm praying and, you know, staying connected that way, I'm lacking in knowledge. And one thing that the father told me was that he wanted me to grow. And we know that it's easy to get stagnant because uh, I played basketball in high school. And as long as I'm practicing the same moves, as long as I'm, you know, doing the same thing over and over, um, I'll probably see. Uh, you know, I mean, people say it's good to have a foundation, which is true. It's good to, you know, it's where they say practice fun- fundamentals, which is true. But people build from those fundamentals. They don't just stay there. You don't see uh, LeBron James coming down the court dribbling just with one hand, just his left hand. Like uh, they build off of what they have. And that's what that, that's how believers can get stagnant is because they'll have the fundamentals down, but they don't build from it. And one thing uh, uh, about growth and it re- really requires training. Um, and we get trained by, you know, learning from a mentor, somebody who's teaching us in the word um, and is trying to grow us. And, you know, also by hearing from the Holy Spirit. And as, as we spend time in the word and more is revealed to us, we'll grow. And that's just one thing that I was convicted of recently and, and realized that it's very easy to get disconnected from the father, even if you are practicing uh the you know the very foundation of um just praying in the spirit and reading the word the father may want you to grow and he may be trying to take you somewhere else that you need to go but you're stuck in your daily routine uh and i no dr larry talked about it he said that his routine was he would um get up in the morning he'll pray in the spirit for 30 minutes pray in english for 30 minutes then read the word uh for 30 minutes and he said that would be his day and at the end of his day you know he would get off work work on his business and then uh do some paperwork for the business and he said the father convicted him because that's all the time that he was spending the father wanted him to spend more time and i know that we are so glad that he did today (laughs) but um and that's what's required because and me and my wife was also just talking about this uh preparation because one thing that me and her have done we have grown in our responsibility actually in our ministry and octavian has as well like <laughs> i don't know if he noticed it but we're all just growing in in ministry like when we first started i don't remember very you know many people being there but now a couple more people have came in the online ministry um first give credit to the holy spirit working in us but just we've been able to help grow that together and um a lot of it really has been Octavian, but <laughs> the the thing about it is that it really requires preparation because at times, like you were talking about, uh, uh preparation is needed because you can't just go out here and do something. And, you know, many people see it as years wasted, but once you get to the point to where actually you're doing what you were preparing for, building from those uh, those foundation foundation th- that foundation that you had that you'll see the progress and be able to, it, it makes things easier. Um, if you're okay, I'll, I'll, I'll end with this. Uh, when you're cutting a tree down, it's a lot easier to do it with a sharper ax than it is a dull ax. So in order to sharpen our ax, to sharpen ourselves, we have to really spend time in the word and really spend time with the father. That's good, man. And, um, I'll say for me, when I first heard teaching like this, that 
I would think like, man, like, well, how in the world, you know, y'all expect me to do it all, you know? <laughs> how do you expect me to like pray, spend time in the word, uh, do your business, do your job that you're doing, um, work on your own personal business, work on your family, you know, and all these different things. And then, you know, study all these different things also that's outside the world, like history and all this. Like, how in the world am I supposed to do it all? You know, but um, one thing the Holy Spirit tells me all the time is take your time. You know, I would hear things and I would be like, oh, you have to do it all in one day. You know, every day you have to do those things, you know, all the time. You can't fail. You have to do it every single day. And uh, that's not necessarily true. Yes, with the praying in the spirit, getting in the word and all that other stuff, that's stuff you want to do on a daily. But. You know, if you just let the Holy Spirit lead and guide you, you'll 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 start learning that he'll show you the things that you really need to be focused on. Do this now. Do that now. Uh, do this and do that. Uh, get this going good first before you start doing the other thing. You know, that way you won't have so much stress on yourself and bog yourself down and think like, oh, man, I got too much stuff to do. Uh, I have too much responsibility and things like that. So that's really good what you said, man. Yeah, and um, it really, uh, what it takes to is, uh, you know, humility. Uh, really realizing that you're at that point that, you you know, you've re- been disconnected from what it really does. Um, it can actually be an act of obedience. Because one thing that I had to do is repent from it because um, obedience really is rebelling, you know, rebelling against the Father, not doing what, you know, and Scripture talks about um, knowing what you ought to do and not doing it is actually a sin. Um, so that's just something that I want to share and that, you know, we all have to be careful of, but that's all I have. Okay. Well, that's great, man. I mean, uh, I have something I could share. It'd probably take like three minutes, but, um, if we, if you were in the fourth grade and you were told, uh, that you had to take this test to pass to the fifth grade and you failed that test, they're not going to uh, promote you to the fifth grade. You're going to come back to the fourth grade and you're going to do it all over again until you can take that test until you can pass it. Um, Elohim's the same way. You know, if there's areas in our lives that he wants us to approve upon or he wants us to, uh, he wants to bring into true holiness, which we know from our teaching that means you're integrated, um, you know, wall to wall, you're the same person, same motive, same thing all the time. You know, um, if he wants that for you, he's going to the scripture says that um, that we're not, you know, he tests us with, uh, you know, different uh, trials and tribulations. And the scripture also says that the silversmith tests the silver um, in the furnace which is a fire, which, you know, for us would also mean trials and tribulations and stuff like that, uh, different tests and things that you'll go through. And if you find yourself going through the same test over and over and over and over, it's because you didn't pass it the first time. And Elohim is not going to be a person. He's He does everything decently and in order. If he wants you to get to a certain area, but first you have to pass this test before you get to that area, you are not getting into that area until you pass that test. So if you find yourself really just going repeating the same test and going through the same, it's because you haven't passed it yet. 
And he keeps bringing it up because he wants the best for us. He wants you to pass. He wants you to see that this thing needs to change for me to use you what I need to use you for. So that's just something simple that I wanted to say. Um, something that really uh, came to me that if we find ourselves just going through the same thing, same test, it's because we just haven't yet passed that test. Uh, and that's all. Okay. Um, you ready to do the outro? Yeah. Um, well, we thank you for joining us for another episode of the Kingdom Conversations podcast. We really, truly uh, hope that you will be back again next week. And if you haven't listened to the other episodes, uh, make sure to listen to those. Uh, we hope you have a great night, great day, whichever uh, time of the day it is for you. And shalom. Shalom.